0: By the cut of your suit, you went to Oxford or wherever. Naturally, think human beings dressed like that. But you were it with such disdain. My guess is you didn't come from money. And your school friends never let you forget it. Which means you were at that school by the grace of someone else's charity. Hence the chip on your shoulder. And since your first thought
1: about me ran to orphan, that's what I'd say you are.
0: We continue our exploration, our definitive exhaustive exploration of the Bond movies with the second Casino Royale, which I think was 2006. Is there any truth in that? Yeah, something like that. And we've never had more of a disagreement in discussion of films than we did when we were talking about another Bond film, which was um, it was a Brosnan one.
1: It was... The World is Not Enough.
0: The World is Not Enough. And you've uh, clearly telegraphed at that point that you're not a fan of the daniel craig casino royale so i've approached this one with trepidation expecting like a major major fistfight over it however it has to be said having re-watched the film because i saw it years ago when it first came out having watched it again i think that there's going to be
1: quite a lot of scope for agreement over this interesting a lot of people loved casino royale when it came out i did and then when you ask them for specifics they go a bit quiet because I think it's all spectacle and no substance. And we're watching this on the back of having just done Goldeneye, which we both loved.
0: Goldeneye is a forgotten classic, one of the best Bonds.
1: But it also highlights, I think, a lot of the flaws in this one. Very true. And I think this is perfectly serviceable popcorn, but it's not a Bond film.
0: Well, I, well, we can start disagreeing at this point. <laughs> I want to get in first, early, and hard with by saying, and I know this is going to have you frothing at the mouth, that I do think that Craig is the best Bond since Connery.
1: What, including uh, George Lazenby?
0: Including George Lazenby?
1: I've never really rated Lazenby. Well, I mean, you're wrong, How, but right. But
0: I, yeah, I'm quite willing to uh, re- reassess that because. I haven't seen the film. I don't think I've seen uh, On Her Majesty's Secret Service for decades. I was going to say since it came out, but I must have seen it since then, but not for a long time.
1: Well, going by the books alone, I would agree that Daniel Craig does come across. He has the arrogant, unlikable nature of Bond.
0: Can I just Um, interrupt by saying that they, in this film they refer to him as a blunt blunt instrument which is a, a fleming phrase isn't it
1: yes um i also thought you thought you were about to say blonde then but oddly enough he's the first bond with the right hair color
0: you're kidding i didn't know bond was blonde is that true yeah he's he's uh, he's got light hair in the books well it's it's hilarious because when they announced him as being the next bond i thought that won't work because he's blonde and bond has to be dark <laughs> I mean, Um, you're you're always right about these things, but I'm amazed because the reason I'm amazed is the first Bond comic strip, which is a newspaper strip drawn by a guy called Horak, was supposed to follow Fleming's description, and that guy, the Bond in that was definitely black-haired, wasn't
1: he? Yeah, but it's very difficult to do fair hair in a black-and-white comic strip. Ah, very true. So a bit of license. I mean, this is... Arguing what colour his hair is, is, is by the by. But, no, no, but I, I that was a, the...
0: a real eye-opener. So it's described in the books as fair or blonde or...
1: Yeah, uh, fair. Um, no. I'm trying to think which one it is that starts with him because he's got that scar as well. And um, Fleming always describes him for some reason. I mean, Fleming's such a narcissist himself anyway. <laughs> and he's writing Bond as himself and he's forever looking in the mirror at his handsome face um yeah and i'm I'm fairly sure it's blonde uh fair hair in maybe on a mostly secret service i think uh when he wakes up at the villa
0: yeah well no that's that's fascinating so okay i think craig is great and when the film came out casino royal in 2006 i loved it and i i remember i went to see it and there's some there's two blokes who were queuing up to see it as well and one of them had already seen it and he dragged his friend along and he said Oh, you can't wait to see it. There's none of that camp nonsense. It's, really, you know, like it's a really complete reinvention. And he wasn't wrong. I, but I remembered it as being this fantastic movie. And when the title sequence came on, I thought it was a lovely title sequence. Really nice.
1: Now, that is one of my few positives. Yeah. I think the title sequence looks beautiful, but I've never heard that song in my life. That's, that, the song done, is really weak it's utterly forgettable and, and who's the guy singing I've never heard of him it's the, this I is a David through, Arnold now. soundtrack and as
0: you know I'm a great defender of David Arnold and you're
1: not I didn't recognize the name I've got no idea who he is no
0: I, it's a very very weak song and a real disappointment but the, the title sequence the animation is gorgeous and just a quick shout out here you lent me your Bond Blu-ray set and I've mm. never seen an image as crystal clear on anything I've watched as that title <laughs> sequence it was like three dimensional it was really gorgeous And to anyone who's out there who's interested in buying physical media which i definitely am matt has got what i think is probably the most useful complete ish bond set which is sort of consists of two hardcover books with all the 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 blu-rays inside them doesn't
1: it it's the 50th anniversary set
0: yeah first rate so thank you for lending me that but okay so after the title sequence it's i thought my tv was broken because it goes into black and white and i thought it
1: starts black and white it's the pre-title sequence is black and white.
0: Well, yes, by which you mean the uh, the MGM logo or whatever the, the studio logo is is in black and white, isn't it? So that's no. There's a BMW.
1: There's a black and white opening prior to that.
0: Anyway, as soon as the, the color credits end, it goes into black and white, and there's this See, I it was the other there's way right. a sort of prologue in black and white, which I and I really quite yeah. like that bit. It's a little mini story about how Bond becomes an assassin, and it's got some Good elliptical dialogue about how the second kill is easier than the first. I thought that was all very good, very well handled. But listen, mate, from that point on, (laughs) for about an hour, it was a wall-to-wall desert of boredom.
1: Well, I mean, one of the main problems I had is it took me some time. I think it's on my third page of notes where I say, "Oh, it's a prequel," (laughs) so it's basically supposed to be a reboot. Yeah. Which I hadn't noticed and. A lot of the damage with that is done by having Judy Dench back as M.
0: Oh, because she had uh, she had been in the Brosnan Bonds, yeah?
1: Yeah, um, it's, I, I just assumed he was up for another assessment, same as he was in Golden Knights. It, it, I don't think it signals up that it's a, a, a reboot, clearly enough.
0: Well, I'd... Sort it does of, as it goes uh, on. I disagree slightly, because there's that bit in the black and white, it's about how he first gets his double-O status, and to anybody in the world who doesn't know what that means, it's his licence to kill.
1: But yes, it. I agree about the hour of board, but it was an hour of fury for me because <laughs> I, it's I not like this, you to get upset. I have a common complaint with Bond films, and you keep poo-pooing it. But it's about the logic and the. It's, it's got to be a logical world that you're working in, and Bond has to be logical. And there follows a peculiar chase sequence very early on. Is this does it,
0: now? Is this the chase sequence that begins with the mongoose and the cobra? yes okay can i just say i loved the bit with the mongoose and the cobra and that was as much as i loved and i'd also wanted to add we've now running a little for people who do keywords we're now running a little mini series of podcasts involving mongoose so there was a mongoose (laughs) in uh the ken russell film layer of the white worm and one in this so we've got to see how many more movies
1: with mongoose is we can get into roger moore has a line in i think live and let die where it says you should never go in there without a mongoose (laughs) words to live by yeah um bong i mean i i tried 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 to make sense of this plot and it just makes no No. sense at all well
0: i'm going to jump way ahead and say there is a good movie in this and a coherent movie but it doesn't start for about an hour but we'll get to that eventually my big problem with this this you're right that makes no sense it's just the reason it makes no sense is, is it has that bond disease where it's just a string of set pieces
1: yeah You've got a guy who Bond has been made it very clear they want him alive. Yeah. The bomb maker, and, right? <laughs> yeah. Now they've also another thing they made very clear is that this guy is just the bomb maker. He doesn't do any of the bombing. He just makes the bombs. And what I don't understand is why he's been texted the board the door code. To a Miami airport, if he's not going to set the bomb.
0: Yeah. So this is this is so a really, really a problem. It's a really dull <laughs> MacGuffin. There's some he gets texted a word. What's the word? Do we even remember what the word oh, is?
1: Fuck knows. I yeah. can't remember. But, I but it's, it's out a my skull.
0: very uh, lackluster MacGuffin.
1: But Bond basically chases this guy who he wants alive and tries to kill him in a variety of ways during the chase. A by driving a bulldozer at him. Oh, this and that was the first point at
0: which I really lost. Uh, departed from any sympathy with his movie because bond we see the mongoose and the cobra there's a quite a good chase scene scene around that bit which is a it's like a cockfight it's the equivalent of that mongoose and cobra and that's where the chase begins then it moves to this sort of industrial plant yard Uh, and i thought as soon as i saw the bulldozers i thought oh christ here we go and the thing is bond pursues this guy who's running on foot by getting in a bulldozer and driving through like all these
1: buildings and destroying the livelihood of all the people who work there right but more to the point, ten minutes later, no one gives a shit. They're all still working perfectly normally in the building next door, and there's been explosions and all the sorts. The building side, now and yeah, then. yeah. I mean, the, in it's, theory, there's extras.
0: some. When chasing him up that building side, is in theory quite, you know, quite a potentially exciting sequence. But I, we don't give a shit. We don't care. And it gets worse when he goes into the
1: embassy. Well, yeah. Well, we'll come to that. You've got a guy who's running away, and he's doing so by running up a crane. <laughs> why, could why follow him? Just stay on the ground and wait for him to come down. He can only go so far. It's not like he's going to go uh, further up. Yeah. I I ju- the whole thing makes no fucking sense. And these explosions and shit that have been going on, on the building site, which it turns out is right next to the embassy with loads of armed guards. Now, is you this think-
0: taking place in Madagascar or did I dream that? Oh fuck! I think worries. it did. I-, I know I didn't dream. It. I believe it was Madagascar because I thought of the cartoon <laughs> Madagascar. <laughs>
1: um yeah all these armed guards um, they're not even on any kind of alert they're used to these explosions going off next door and what the other thing i don't understand is when bond does finally catch this guy his way out is to kill him
0: yeah and he he would just said he'd given strict orders to a subordinate that he had to be taken alive yeah it's um, bollocks but i have another problem with this. i don't know if you did it's bond is racing through this embassy which is i assume for an african republic and he's beating the shit out of all these black guys so you've got this kind of aryan superhero who's beating yeah. up nothing but black guys and i found that a very
1: uncomfortable watch i don't know if that you felt that at all the trouble is they're not disposable henchmen they are government employees yeah yeah this is this is an embassy it's not like he's in the middle of a stronghold for a, a fortune i don't care what the regime's like in whatever country it is yes. this is not there is international the way to go law. about things yeah and it's that destruction thing we had it in view to a kill as well where he's um, basically fighting the the san francisco police and fire department and you
0: think what's up with this guy i know he's, it's just he, but the thing is this is very like view to a kill in that the whole front end of the film you could just throw it away and like view to a kill for my money it's a movie that begins and gets very good once the the best bond girl is wheeled out in that case it was tanya roberts as a, as a seismologist correct yes it yeah. was <laughs> you, you can't even hear those words without laughing right but to tell in, you the
1: truth I can't remember if she's dead or not now is Daniel Roberts alive or what happened in the end
0: At the, like, in the end, end of that movie no into. she was fine
1: they, they, no no in she, real life Oh. She, I, she died over Christmas then she came back to life and then I, think I had no again. idea about um, either
0: of those things
1: no yeah it was really weird she was reported as dead and then her publicist says well oh, she's not dead yet and then a week later said okay now she's dead
0: oh that's terrible so we shouldn't be laughing it is terrible
1: <laughs> no we shouldn't be but it was just such a ridiculous situation that as with always with social media once someone's death is reported it it goes viral
0: there's no going back um, mm. so I don't know if we want to dwell on this really boring really dread well okay let's, well, let's expand there are
1: other elements that I want to yeah. focus on because um, something that cropped up in Goldeneye which is quite an early incident I mean, you could count the Lotus maybe in uh, Spy Love Me and things like that, but product placement yes, um, is overboard in this film. And one of my big issues is, I've got a note in my notes here that says, Bond is like a teenage girl. He won't get off his fucking phone. He's forever <laughs> playing with his mobile.
0: I did and Well, I didn't really notice that. I did notice that, and this is no fault of the, 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 uh, the film, it's such a silly old phone. It's hilarious. Well,
1: it looks so old, doesn't it? Never show modern technology in a film because it will date your film in seconds. Very quickly, yeah. Especially a mobile phone. And I wrote here that that is one old mobile phone. Yeah. Um, I, so we agree on also, that. Also, I don't think Bond should be using SatNav um, and relying on SatNav to find his way to a hotel in a 30 second shot of SatNav. And he also he has that text message with the, the date and time on it and all he needs is the date and he can't remember it when he goes to the hotel he actually has to look up the text on the phone again in another 30 seconds I can sequence. never guess what's
0: going to offend you <laughs>
1: well, I'm just it's seem... meant to be good at his job bond can remember a fucking date <laughs> he doesn't need to get out his phone and look up the text message again i, th- I think we need to have a little uh, bit of credit where
0: it's due or blame where it's due this film is directed by Martin Campbell who i mm. really like and who also did Goldeneye Yes, but more to the point from my point of view is that he had previously done Riley Ace of Spies a great TV series and Edge of Darkness another great TV series both written by Troy Kennedy Martin so I think he's a really good director the cinematography I thought was gorgeous I've actually in Casino Royale I've written (laughs) a, a great photography the photography is superb but it doesn't rescue the endless desert of boredom which is the beginning of this film
1: true I did make a note that Montenegro looks lovely. I don't think I've ever been there. He, he made it look fantastic.
0: Yeah, and uh, the film is written by Wade and Purvis, who you've <laughs> made a scaling attack on before, but I think are a very good pair of British screenwriters, and Paul Haggis. So what... Uh, Eon Films, that, that is the name of the company, isn't it? The people who yeah. do the bomb movies. Their strategy for quite a long time has been to get Wade and Purvis to do a script and get one other kind of star writer into uh <laughs> to do something different in this case the star story writer was paul haggis who had won a, an oscar for a million dollar baby the clint eastwood movie mm-hmm. excuse me <laughs> cough i don't That's know right. if you want to edit that out or keep it there because it's
1: exciting also, it is it's, it's good to know you've got covid
0: just had my vaccination <laughs> two days ago so it's, uh, let's hope not in 10 days 12 days time i should be relatively immune relatively
1: and waiting for your second one. So, um okay, right. one so, of the reasons yeah.
0: this is such a boring and mean, we mentioned the fact that it's just set pieces, but another mm. reason that it's such a boring film, at least the front end, is that the villain is so weak.
1: Would you agree, sir? Yeah, well, a lot of this is unfortunately down to all the other shit they've got going on in the film. They seem to have forgotten to build up Lashifa. And is that and what
0: Mads Mikkelsen's character is called? As in the book, is yes. Le Chiffre, right?
1: Yes. And I've seen Mads Mikkelsen in Hannibal. I hadn't seen Hannibal when I saw this film first yeah. time around, so I had no idea who he was. I wasn't impressed by him. I'm still not impressed by him. I think they completely wasted him. Um, well, I, so you're saying that,
0: that. He, he's better than this film?
1: Yes. Yeah. I, I, I don't think they got the best out of no. him. And I, I almost get the feeling that he probably noticed what was going on and just gave up. Well that this he's is sidelined. This is concurs with what I because I think Mads
0: Mikkelsen is a fab actor ever since I saw him in A Royal Affair which was you know sort of one of the first films to make an impression in the English language world. And I think he's great but he is not great in this and he he does seem to be detached uh, bored get, have given up. I mean the villain as they've set up his gimmick is That he's supposed to cry tears of blood i mean that's a pretty shitty gimmick to start with right
1: yeah that's not in the book
0: (laughs) and but also we don't know there's a sequence where he's supposed to be crying tears of blood and he doesn't and i Hmm. thought i I wouldn't be surprised mad nicholson said you know i'm not going to cry tears of blood i think that's a really stupid idea
1: so uh, i'm not even sure he was that bothered well, I think he just turned up, did the lines when Owen got played.
0: What I did like is I like the fact that he's got a, an asthma inhaler, which I always think is a good thing for a, a villain. It just adds a sinister, you know, it's just an interesting touch. But that's, I would say, the full extent of his characterization, The inhaler,
1: that's it. A lot of the problem here is the dumbing down of the book. Um, the book... The card game they're playing is ah opera.
0: well, I'm more than willing to let you take a, a a chainsaw to this. But shall we get to that section of the movie now? Shall we jump ahead to
1: the? Well, we're not far off it. I mean, basically, let's the book of Casino Royale is just one long card game. Now, before you say that, I want to quote you because
0: weeks and weeks ago when we were talking about this, you gave a brilliant summary of Casino Royale. Yeah, it somewhat along the lines of as follows: It's an epic card game followed by a memorable sequence of bollock beating i think that was yeah. your summary and a, a fair summary it is of the,
1: the novel it by is. ian fleming so have um, we finished with the opening book. of
0: the film up to, up to the point of montenegro
1: <sighs> do you i mean you, do we're you? a little bit earlier than montenegro we still got the airport sequence oh yeah okay no we'll, clue okay, how we please. got from the bahamas to ahead miami. when did we get to miami one minute we we're in the Bahamas, the next minute we we're in Miami. I got so confused because there were American police everywhere, and I assumed that he was still in the Bahamas. Well,
0: after the the nonsense at the embassy, I, I there might have he might have gone back to uh, to have M scold him a little bit, and then he's in the Bahamas and he's shagging. Is it Leshy? No, it's it's minor bad guy's wife, isn't it? Secondary bad guy yes. guy's wife, who, whom he shags and she gets killed as a result. You know, it's the
1: it's the guy he nicks the old wins the Aston Martin off
0: yeah but all of which is just dull 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 and then he goes to miami for some really dull action which involves you know uh, driving vehicles around on an 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 airport landing strip right
1: i've actually got a positive hidden in the middle of all of that please um right underneath my thing craig looks really working class um good they go to a von hagen's exhibition for some reason Oh, that's the um, the I, guy who skins corpses and then dips them in, in wax. Plasticized corpses, yeah. <laughs> um, but there's a very good sequence in that where Bond stabs a guy. And it's very sudden and very violent, and I like that. Because there's no pissing about. It's not like an extended fight sequence. It's a question of, OK, there's only one way around this. Stab and leave. And I like that seems an odd thing to like but we're 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 scraping there's few for and far between in,
0: in this section in this section of the film
1: i agree and again agree this more. airport sequence um bond has been on the runway chasing a guy there's gunfire um there's a taxi out of control or some uh, vehicle out of control on the runway any airport would have stopped planes going in and out immediately there's no doubt about this and yet still we've got planes flying in and out for dramatic effect yep. it's absurd if anybody wants uh, an
0: exciting chase scene at an airport where the planes are landing, I, I recommend that they watch Bullet, Peter Yates' Bullet, starring Steve McQueen, mm. which has a great sequence. This well, is, I'll just
1: recommend watching Bullet anyway.
0: It's a, You like that movie? <laughs> I love Bullet. Well, me too. We'll have to do that then. <laughs> we deserve it after sitting through this.
1: <laughs> it's got a fuck-sighted better soundtrack as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, one of the things that does uh, perk the film up because we ne- we get to Montenegro now and things, as you say, they start uh, to pick up. N- allow
0: me just to say this. The movie began for me when Eva Green entered and sat down on the train <laughs> opposite Bond. I think she's a great Bond girl, terrific actress. She's a Vesper Lind, is
1: that correct? Yes. She does a lot with it. Um, the only downside is the multiple endings, but we'll get to that later. Okay. Um, but not only her, you've also got, uh, I not remember his name, Giancarlo Gianni- Giannini. Um, who plays Rennie Mathis the local uh, police guy. Yeah, he's, he's sort of Bond's he's uh,
0: helper in this
1: Yeah, Giancarlo Giannini is in pretty much every giallo film you could watch <laughs> um, especially in uh, Black Belly of the Tranchi- Tranchi- uh I think he's in Prostitute Murders Hector the Mighty, I think he turns up, he turns up in everything I just he's love that these solid. titles you're quoting it's quite it's a strange collection but he's got so many credits i would imagine uh, because i can't think of many films he's not in um he's great
0: well i'm glad you like i thought he was fine but it was eva green who knocked me out i've written eva green is great we could just start the film when she appears i really do think you could just cut everything before that and you'd have a better movie i've also written well it is a bloody long film as well it's what two hours 40 yeah you could you could lose You'd still have a decent-sized film if you cut all that crap. I've written great jousting between the two, meaning Daniel Craig and Eva Green, but Bond and mm. Vesper. Uh, I've also written Montenegro. Question mark No Riviera! Exclamation mark! I mean, the original novel was set on in the on the Riviera, wasn't it? Yes. But this doesn't seem to have bothered you, which is uh, I'm very surprised about.
1: I suppose it depends where you can afford to film. If you spunked all your money on a stupid crane sequence at the beginning of the film, <laughs> an airport it, flight, there's only so much you no, can do. <laughs> But it
0: didn't bother you particularly that it's now been moved to Montenegro, which I, I think is very grown up of you.
1: I don't, well, I don't think the locations matter that much in Bond films. Uh, I as know what does they, bother you, though, mm,
0: that, it, that it's not uh, Baccarat, the game that they're playing, Baccarat, yes. but it's Texas Hold'em. Now, I think that's a legitimate concern on your part, but I wanted to ask you this question. Isn't poker a better game for them to have put in the script if they're going to be talking about bluffing and
1: tells and things like that? But they're not bluffing. Not a single person bluffs in this film. It's all one on good hands, and that never happens in poker. And this is the problem: is that if you have rap, then there is a mental challenge to it, and you're taking chances, and you really do have to take risks. Could you in have? Built in a suspenseful film sequence around a Baccarat game, then. Yes, but you have to explain the rules to the viewer. But Fleming manages to explain the rules to the reader, so there's no reason they can't do also, that. Also, you've written Gentile and
0: Eva, and the part of the, they're watching, and part of their function there is to talk about, oh, uh, you know, he's won that hand because of, you know, they're there to give you explanations about what's going on.
1: Yeah. Here's the his problem is, uh, the handling of the poker is so bad, and what it does, this is what happens <laughs> to Le Chiffre is it makes Le Chiffre just look like some twat, because <laughs> he has no skills whatsoever on display. It's entirely down to he keeps getting really good hands, and that doesn't happen in real life. You never get a good hand. You win with a pair sometimes, if you're lucky. <laughs> All right, But this game, um, towards the end of it, I, mean, I realise we're leaping ahead a little bit here, but towards the end of it, I made a note of the hands that they win. The last hand is ridiculous. Four people go into the flop, which is when you've got all five hands, uh, all five cards drawn, and you're looking at the hands, and you've got a flush, a full house, and a fucking straight flush. It's never, ever going to happen, ever.
0: Well, you you know about these things. It didn't really bother me. I liked this entire sequence of the film. I particularly liked the bit where Bond orders his special martini with yes. Lillet Nervé, <laughs> and everybody suddenly wants the same martini. And to viewers of a certain age, it'll recall the ad: "I'll have a baby sham." <laughs> well, yeah, quite.
1: Um, no, I really liked that. I, I thought that was really funny. <laughs> if only because it took way too long. Rather than have it be a quick joke, they dragged it out with everyone changing their drinks order slowly to, yeah, go on, I'll have <laughs> oh, I like that. Um, and again, I've got another note here. He's still on his fucking phone. <laughs> I could not ever
0: predict the things that are going to bug you, but I really like the movie from the moment that we have the, the shot of the train in Montenegro and Eva Green turns up. I think that it's a good movie from that point on
1: it is Um, I'm not saying Eva Green's bad I was was just a bit bored of Eva Green at the time because she was in every film for two years and then vanished could you
0: name some of the was it things like well tell me what some of the other films were if you can remember Uh,
1: Dark Shadows yep Um, there's another Tim Burton one I think she did actually Uh, Peculiar Children was she in that one um, all I know is everything she turned up and she got a kit of in
0: yeah she, there was that th- sequel to 300 the th- Thermopylae film she was in that wasn't she
1: not saying that <laughs> So that's another one to add to the list but yeah I, I I liked her I just didn't think she was the trouble is because she's playing opposite uh, Daniel Craig I think she comes across as more charismatic than she actually is as a character because Bond is so boring in this film has no. <laughs> folks I
0: disagree I think he's a great Bond and she's a great Bond girl what can I say
1: he, oh. that is the only that scene on the train is the only one where he's of any interest at all because he's actually got some dialogue <laughs> this for the is rest of the film very, he has no very
0: dialogue Very uh, I, I um, liked it, I liked the whole casino bit, I liked the bit where he gets poisoned I, and I really liked the bit, when leaving Montenegro the, the grand climax in Venice where they're in a sinking house now that was to me one of these crazy Bond inflated set pieces that really worked, I liked it a great deal
1: well, I mean, before we got to that, we had the the fight with the Ugandans on the stairwell in the in the casino. That was good. That was really well done. Um, the fact that he has to keep coming back to this table with a new shirt every time. I,
0: I like this entire bit. That this was this to me. This was the film, and it was a good film. Unfortunately, it's grafted onto a really boring film at the beginning. Do you know
1: why it's a good film though? It's because for the most part, all this crap is the stuff from the book. Although the Ugandans aren't in the book. Yeah. But the, all the stuff at the casino table and you know working around it and all the stuff going on in the background that was fleming's book which is good the (laughs) other stuff is utter shite it doesn't work and it it overcomplicates itself because it's trying to be cleverer than it is it it is but the bit that they did graft on at the end in venice
0: i like that and that was kind of new bond i thought at its best Mm. Mm. (laughs) i sense i don't understand
1: if we go to uh, for example Le Chiffre who has been shortchanged throughout the whole film why kill someone who owes you money
0: look I'm not going to defend any plot element I do want to say that (laughs) when I saw this film the first time I was astonished that they kept the testicle whipping sequence which is straight out of the book Uh, and in a a film franchise where Bond's nads are more likely to be menaced with a laser gun I thought that this was really a terrific uh, piece of adherence to the to, to the original and in fact Le Chiffre says you don't really need anything who needs sophisticated torture when you can just do this they cut the bottom out of the chair they sit bond on it and then he, he in the book I believe he uses a carpet beater
1: <laughs> he does
0: but in the film he uses this length of rope but anyway it's a very painful sequence but uh, I thought true to the book and wildly effective
1: and again I think Craig's very good in that sequence um, there, there's that Liney has something about you'll die um, what's it massaging my balls or something but that whole end sequence uh, there we got to a point toward the end of the film where I thought you see I haven't even written it down So I got so bored there's another double cross and then another double cross and it gets to the end and you think my god we've still got 22 minutes to go in this film and it's, it was over an hour ago it just keeps going
0: I liked all I'm sorry sure you didn't like that but I did like I liked everything from the Montenegro sequence onwards and I, I wouldn't be without any of it but I would be without everything preceding it except perhaps that black and white yeah I'd keep the black and white prologue
1: I wouldn't have it in black and white though I don't think you need gimmicks like that in a Bond film
0: I was worried that my blu-ray player had broken down <laughs> <laughs>
1: Wasn't that the the excuse they used to use on TV, that you couldn't have a black screen because people would think that their telly was broken? Oh, I don't know. It's so it's
0: silly. Yeah. But uh, you liked more of this than I expected you to.
1: I mean, look, yeah, there's, there's some stuff in there. We're talking like little lines here and there rather than the whole film. Yeah. The film was painful. But I liked less of this
0: than I expected to, so we sort of met in the middle, kind of. A lot of the craft
1: in this that I didn't like, I thought was in Quantum of Solace. I don't even know if I've bothered with Quantum of Solace. So that might be a first time viewing for me. So when we eventually get round to it, we've got some other bonds to step That out Quantum of Solace a
0: is a weak one. So yeah, I think we might be able okay, to agree quite a lot on that. However, I, you know, defending Daniel Craig, I thought that Spectre was really good and Skyfall was one of the best ever, but we can disagree about that when when the time is right. Yeah,
1: as and when. <laughs> the, the big surprise for me was that Q wasn't in this film. I thought the new Q was in them the, from the beginning, and I like that guy. But I think he must. Oh, the young be the guy, yeah. Stuff. Yeah, I thought he was a good. I choice. think he's
0: a quite a recent addition, actually. The young Q. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, something to look forward to, maybe. Yes. Cool. So yeah, Casino Royale surprisingly not very good.
0: Surprisingly. Uh, surprisingly not very good i agree because i'd remember my memory of it was that it was wall-to-wall bond goodness but it, it's not but the, once it does get started yeah I'd, I'd everybody who's watching it watch the title sequence watch the black and white bit then fast forward to montenegro and the train <laughs> i think that you'll enjoy this film
1: you could say there's about a lot of Bond film couldn't you
0: true well yeah. i as i say view to a kilt was structurally very similar the whole front bit at the uh, the stud stables was just you know please wake me when this is over
1: Hmm. Well, I think you might have the same problem with Living Daylights, which I think we're doing next. Yeah,
0: and, and as I said, it's very similar in that it, it wakes up when there's a decent Bond girl, and also it has to be said there's some coherent story instead of just a bunch of stupid stuff going on. <laughs> That's a spirit. Yay. Excellent. So James yeah, we, Bond we will return.
1: Yeah, we almost agree on this one. That's interesting. I
0: know. I was such a relief because it was at daggers drawn <laughs> for bloody was it Few to a Kill.
1: World is not enough. World is
0: not enough. Tw- yes, that's right.
1: Yes, <laughs> that was not our finest hour. Oh, I think it was excellent. Well, on to the next one then. Great.
0: This has been a podcast by my friend Matt West and myself, Andrew Cartmel. But very importantly, the music, the fabulous music you heard at the beginning and that you're listening to now, is by Joe Kramer. Thank you very much, Joe. Now the whole world's gonna know.